Welcome everybody. Good, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is another program with Girls Must Talk with Mrs. Gert. And today we're going to talk of a very important uh, topic, which is, has to do with the seven Parshas between uh, before now and, and Rosh Hashanah, where we're going to hear the comforting that Hashem is asking, you know, uh, Am Israel to really be comforted, to be, you know, to be tranquil because he's here with us. And uh, Bracha as very special stories and insights, mystical insights that I know we all benefit from her. So, Bracha, how are you this evening? I am trying to stay above the water. You know what treading water is? Yeah. Anybody here a swimmer? Yeah. I'm kind of treading true. water because we're in such a time of opportunity. Very nice. And uh, such an amazing time in history. And, and at the true. same time, it seems very confusing. Right. And at the, at the same time, we have so much to expand and see exactly as Shoshana just brought out, to see how this is all part of God's plan, how he's giving. He has our back, so to speak. If, um, I don't know who I'm speaking to, if I'm using American vernacular or throw in a few other phrases. But this is a very special time. And the seven uh, parshas, but, but with that comes the Haftorah, which I'll explain in a minute a little bit more about, from Tishabov, from the anniversary of the destruction of the first and the second holy temple, and several uh, very tragic things that always, that are throughout Jewish history, repeated on that particular day, the ninth day of the Jewish month of Menachem Av. And the strange thing is because the destruction of the temple and the loss of so many Jewish lives and so much suffering and Jews thrown uh, out into exile, even though we always basically had a core of Jews living in Israel. There's no such thing of Israel without Jews. But uh, being thrown out by the Greeks and the Romans and the Assyrians and the Vuchanetzer and so on and so forth, it looks like a terrible upheaval, but at the same time, there's a continuity. And during these seven weeks until the Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, uh, comes uh, with our regular chapters, which are called the Parsha, the portion of the week that we study. With that is coming these seven special Haftorahs. Now, every week... With, the Torah, with our Torah reading, there is this extra reading taken usually from the prophets or sometimes from the books of kings or other, other sources, but they're all part of our written Torah sources. And, but during these seven weeks, after such horrendous calamity, like the Jews after 400 years, 410 years, 420 years, and more, way over a thousand years the Jews 
had the Holy Temple in Israel, including the the initial Holy Temple, which didn't wasn't didn't, didn't have stone walls yet. Uh, yes, uh, Bracha, please uh, continue your your thoughts that you were saying to us. Yeah, the seven these seven uh, weeks, uh, in which on uh, Shabbat we read what's called the Haftorah, almost sounds like the word Haftorah. I'm not exactly sure how you translate maybe to Yiddish or to Hebrew, but these were sections of the written Torah, not the five books of Moses, that were handed down and considered part of all our holy written writings. And it became a custom to actually select certain portions of these holy writings would be read on that particular Shabbat, it changes a little if that Sabbath is a um, the first day of a month or a particular holiday. Mm -hmm. So then a different Torah is chosen. But the point behind it was that we lived in different places of persecution of all types, as many people know what the Jews have gone through and in which the authorities outlawed that we even read our, take out the Torah and read our own Torah, to read our own uh, five books of Moses, as we say, that Moses himself wrote down at the dictation of God himself, and that we're forbidden to read it. It's so strange. How could something God give us like that? And uh, the greatest king and prophet of Moses wrote it all down for us so we have in writing our history and our testimony and how can the authorities say oh no you can't read it i mean it's kind of ignorance yeah. and also what we call chutzpah yeah. nevertheless the jews in order to survive said okay we're not going to read from the torah we're going to read from these other holy writings which actually connected the meaning of the chapter itself. Like directly connected, chapter. like directly connected, correct? Yes, mm -hmm. but during these seven weeks, there is also the connection, but these particular seven uh, Haftorahs from, all from Yeshayahu, Isaiah, as mm -hmm. many of you might know him, mm -hmm. these are the, these are the, Portions not necessarily directly connected with the Parsha, but they are. Because these are the seven weeks from the anniversary of destruction of the Holy Temple twice, on, to, on uh, 400 years apart, whatever. And, um, and also, throughout history, days of an enormous tragedy for the Jews. Although when some people hear what was certain dates, they will think of it, what was really happening here? So we have um, the beginning, which really happened in the desert where the spies returned with that report about Israel showing they had a, a certain lack of faith that God would get us through. And from there began on the ninth day of the Jewish month of Menachemov, which means our father will be comforted. Exactly. Nevertheless, it's known as uh, days of terrible tragedy throughout our history. And at the same time, and this is what's so unique to our people, what we call bittersweet, or uh, what was it? What was the song in um, Fiddler on the Roof? Uh, uh, sunrise, sunset. Some, yeah, sunrise, sunset. That's correct. Uh -huh. 
And then it, the last words in, in the song are laden with happiness and tears. That's us. <laughs> we, we're joyful, we're happy, we're grateful, we're so thankful to be God's people that we were given a great mission in this world, not to be better than anyone else, to just try to help the world become and be the potential that God created it for, a good world, a peaceful world, a loving world. And that's our job, and that's what um, we sacrifice our lives for in so many cases. And right. so this ninth day of, of the month of Menachem Av, which now we have just entered the month after that, that ninth day was in the desert, a sad event, what before we came into Israel. The destruction of the first holy temple, the destruction of the second holy temple that was stood for 420 years, and then what? The Jews were mainly exiled to Spain. And for hundreds of years they lived there. It was a golden age of, 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 of learning, of all kinds of amazing developments in Jewish life. And then came, lowered the boom. And either we were told to convert to Catholicism mm -hmm. or face a, a burning at the stake. Exactly. And uh, when that uh, was not so easy for the king and queen to get through without a group. They killed a lot of us. They tortured a lot of us. Yes. Some of us hid out and pretended that we were converting to save our lives and the lives of our families. But nevertheless, they said we had enough with these Jews. And on the ninth day of Menachemov, which they may not have realized at the time that was the Jewish state, in the year, and this year, number should strike something familiar in anyone listening. In the, in the secular year, or the common era, 1492. That's correct. Now, I don't know about you, but I went to a Jewish school, but in our English classes, 1492 was a big celebration. Columbus discovered, you know, yeah. the ocean blue <laughs> and discovered this great new land. Well, on those ships that Columbus somehow wrangled the loans and money from this very king and queen who wanted to every Jew to convert, he wangled the money to get ships to try to find a new route to India. Well, of course, he knew the earth was round. But, you know, the fact that so many people thought the earth was flat, and yet in our prayer book, this two and a half thousand years old, and it's taken from sources from the original written Torah, it speaks of the world as being round of being a ball, of being a circle. I mean, it's, uh, we had, that's why some of it in the golden age of Spain, so to speak, we had great Torah scholars who were also astronomers. Oh, yeah, and, and cartographs and, and Kabbalists, meaning they understood that everything was round. Yeah. You know, Casuto was... Uh, the rabbi of Christopher Columbus, they told him, you go because the land, I mean, the world is round. And uh, there's one thing that I want to add when you're saying about the, the king and queens from Spain. I'm doing a, a little bit of a research, and uh, unfortunately, 
you know, assimilation happens. The uh, Ferdinand's great great grandmother was Jewish. Her father was uh, Rabbi Ben Eben from Babylon. So you know, we have we have things that we want to understand how. Yeah, how all this came about, but okay, there's 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 occasions that sometimes the assimilation of our Jewish people uh, bring headaches to the nation. Okay, so yeah. But they also they also bring sparks of hidden light at the same time. And eventually, like your research shows, it comes out that we've got a little bit of our our foot in the door trying to sell that vacuum cleaner, and they slam the door. But our little Jewish foot is in almost every door. And um, mm, so <laughs> but nevertheless. So many people have this theory. I forgot what I did with this book or if I gave it away. The theory is that Columbus himself was Jewish. The yeah. name he used was a known uh, name for the conversos right. in Spain. And on the ship, the ship's log yes. that was by the first mate, whoever keeps the logs on the ship, yes. he had a uh, Hebrew letters with the help of God in Hebrew. On every single page, and uh, and there had to be if all the Jews are being expelled from Spain on one day, which meant a lot of old people on the way did not make it. But the, okay, the Holocaust from the Inquisition, which is what sort of ended the golden for over a period of a lot of years, mm-hmm. Jews trying to survive, not wanting to leave. They had a beautiful life there. And so much in scholarship and Torah and Jewish life, but uh, over a period of time. But then they gave them this final date out or else. Some Jews made it to Portugal. Some got ships that would take them to maybe some other country to get away from the Inquisition. And I have the strangest thing here. I know we're short of time, but I have someone coming. I don't. I I generally like to take care of my own little apartment. That's the history of my life. I like to do my own cleaning and this. What my neighbor sent me, a young man from Sri Lanka. Very interesting. And I'm going, I'm not even so comfortable, but he spoke such a good English. And of course, I'm curious. I find out about his life there. Mm -hmm. And I asked him once, I don't know if I should say this was out on the air without his permission. So I will just explain it in a general way. I asked him, what's your father's name? Yeah. He's a man from Sri Lanka, where, whatever. So the name he gave me was a totally Jewish name, right. and his father was from Portugal. Amazing. Is. Amazing. And living his father of this Sri Lankan boy. Yeah. So young man, he's in his 20s. And then, and then this boy had certain ways of talking and acting, which I felt so comfortable with yeah. in his whole way of being generous, kind, offering extra help. He knows how to do computers yeah. and things like that. And I'll fix this for you. I'll fix that for you. One day he actually was here and must have overheard me on the phone talking about how I can't pay my bills. This is not a fundraising show, by the way. No, we really have to. When, when he came, when, when he came, 
uh, to collect after he finished his work. And I handed him the, the shekels, we're in Israel. Yes. And he said, and he put his hands behind his back and he wouldn't take it. Yeah. He heard me talking to some friend or, or family member about how I have to pay this and that bill. And he didn't want to take the money wow. for the work that he had wow. done. Well, of course, I insisted he took it, but it was so... I mean, there are generous and wonderful people from every religion, yeah. from every background, That's from every right. country. Right. But that was so like very special. Strange. Yeah. So let's and get then, back. Uh, let's uh, get back to the so seven. This is again, uh, just by way of saying, the foot in the door is still there. Yeah. The foot in the door is like Jewish people have influenced all around the world. Yeah. And there are righteous non-Jews. We have this expression, Hasidei. Umat Olam, the righteous people of the world. That's uh, the famous Schindler from Schindler's List. In countless, countless, in other history also, but most recent history, we have we have people who we have found and discovered saved hundreds or even thousands of Jews. Japanese, from the Nazis, and and even people from, from Mexico. Yes, 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 yes. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and a lot of South America, Latin America took in Jews where America wasn't even ready to do. But I don't want to. Uh, the Holocaust is such a topic. Yeah, but let's, let's try so to finish. And so much what? But yes. the point is here with these dates mm -hmm. to understand mm -hmm. that we have a Jewish calendar that's calculated very, very precisely. Yes. that our holidays remain what has to be in the spring, such as we went out of Egypt, uh, liberated from Egypt in the spring, and in the fall we have this great harvest and Thanksgiving festival. And I'm sorry, the word is Thanksgiving festival. Yeah. Um, and it comes after our being going through Judgment Day mm -hmm. and a day of repentance. Mm -hmm. And then we celebrate because we're so sure and we so know the goodness and the love of Hashem, mm. who doesn't expect us to be perfect. He just expects us to want to be better. And then he takes us in with his loving arms, so to speak, although God, of course, is not uh, physical. We make anthropomorphic uh, statements on God, but we, we only mean it in a way to understand it. He takes us in like a parent with loving arms, we're so glad if our child will even say, please take me back. I'll be better this time. Right. <laughs> and, of course, knowing that we're not perfect and we won't necessarily, but we'll get a little higher. Yeah. And good intentions and good thoughts really count. And that's what this time that we're in now is about. These seven Haftars that Shoshana brought out and the seven Parshas, we're heading towards the end of the entire five books mm -hmm. of the Torah, yes. of the written Torah, and they were all associated. So I'm just going to speak quickly about yes. the way we, we relate to our Father in Heaven, and, and that does not just mean Jewish people. This includes the secrets of Kabbalah and uh, the different levels of understanding what God's Torah is about, in that we have very direct and really true, not just, I imagine I'm talking to God, 
or when suddenly something bothers me, I finally figure out maybe I should ask for something. Right. But that's also prescribed in the Torah, that Hashem reaches out to us, and we also have the obligation and the opportunity to reach out to Hashem, and He surely is looking and waiting like you wait for one of your children who's in a temper tantrum to turn around and say, okay, mommy, tati, I'm sorry, like that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Right. So we are in that time. We are, we've just entered the month of Elul, who the first letters in Hebrew, the most famous, but it stands for many things about giving charity, about all right. kinds of things the name of that month uh, symbolizes. But the most famous is the Hebrew phrase, and the, the letters are Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, it's correct. <laughs> Okay, so, I need my language here. Yes. And Aleph is Ani, I. Uh-huh. are two my be- beloved. Beloved. And Dod is also an uncle. It's like somebody, a very precious um, companion you. in your yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, right, go ahead. Ani Ladodi, I am to my, we translated beloved. Mm-hmm. And my beloved is to me. So it's a two-way street in a loving relationship, a loving marriage, parents and children, sisters and brothers, that it's a two-way street. And in this particular month that we have just entered one day ago, this is the month when God says, in a, just a few more weeks will be Judgment Day, the first day of the seventh month. Mm-hmm. And why it's the seventh month and not the first month, that's too long for here. Yeah, no, that's another uh, year. Mm-hmm. But it's also the day that Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, were actually created. Correct. And in a few hours, they were created by God himself. In a few hours, they were already not listening. They got fooled by the snake, which could be sort of as the spiritual um, evil inclination, and actually a real creature that spoke like man and was very set on enticing and fooling and confusing. And they were able able to just put things in such a way as to confuse Chava and then confuse Adam. And then even to the point that they they thought they could hide from God, which they couldn't for very long. Mm -hmm. But but many people read the written word and think it's very negative, but it's actually opening up the whole world the opportunity for the world to grow into a, a, a multitude of people, each one having free choice, a chance to bring goodness and improve the world, or a chance to hurt themselves and those around them, God forbid. Usually that will turn around because it's just so low a person can fall. Right. Although we have a few exceptions that we might want to mention. That's, that's the, you know, the free will that we have. You know, it says in the Torah that the only thing that the human being has is the free will to see how much you allow Hashem in your life. 
It's not if you do good or if you do bad, but it's how much you bring him into your life. That's the only free will that we have in an everyday reality. Right, and also intention counts not always what you accomplish. So those of us who all plan to lose weight on the 29th and 30th of 31st of December, and by by January 1st by noon, we're already having some chocolate cake. There you go. Well, then um, I'm I'm putting it in the, you know, secular way of looking at it. It's that good intentions truly count. And the fact is that sometimes we can make changes in increments. It's not always all at once. We say, okay, and we're going to do all this and do all this, and then you get to take one baby step. But be thankful for whatever step we take. The idea is we're trying to go in the right connection, right direction. There is a a tremendous story, but you have to have very a lot of strength here. Some of these stories that are coming out of the tradition of Russian Jews, that it's almost like black humor, uh, and I don't mean color. I mean, it's like really tough stories that show how no matter what's happening, God is with us, and yet it's tough. But, okay, the expression, another way of putting what Shoshana is telling us, is that everything is from heaven except from the for the fear of heaven and we don't mean just here fear quaking in our boots god punish us which is true but this the awe that i did not create myself and i certainly didn't even create even the little pencil i'm making notes with now i didn't uh, create anything except i come here into this world with some mission and a seeking how to stay connected with my creator and find to do something good that he sent me here to do, knowing I'm going to have to give. In the end of the hundred and some years I may be given, I'm going to have to answer, did I, did I pay back what I was sent here? I was given life and given time and given opportunity. And did I at least fulfill something that I came here to do? And in a positive way, let's say the idea of a birthday, for instance, is why are we so grateful for being born? And that's also amazing mm-hmm. um, things to explain that the, the Rebbe spoke on his own birthday, the Lubavitch Rebbe. But the point is, why are you born as a person, as a little entity that can practically not do anything, is dependent for everything, and must work and struggle on their own just to move, to talk, to see, and all oh, as, as my little friend great-grandson was here today, he's already crawling and reaching out and smiling and trying to talk. Amazing. It's a good thing he doesn't know he's a baby, but I don't think he thinks he's a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the thing is, it's such an accomplishment, but the thing is, what are we doing here? Hashem wanted us here. He wanted you here, me here. Who's every listening should know that the world was not complete until you were born. That's a big general. What you're trying to say here is that everybody counts because we were selected. One of the uh, principles that are, yes. is very important is that there's a lot of angels out there 
But Hashem wanted each one of us to be bored in in a in a body with a soul. And angels don't get to do that. So we have to recognize that there was a specific like you pick out the fruit, the best fruit. He picks out the best people to be in this world. Mm -hmm. And he gives us, believe it or not, even though we feel like, oh, I fell, I ate the chocolate cake or whatever. Oh he gives us the tools that we can overcome, yes. that we can, we can fulfill the potential that we were given. And we should not give up. And we're given a great deal more ability, like even many psychologists and neurologists, they say our brain has like 10 or 20 times the capacity than we ever even hardly use because God's giving us everything that we could, if we take a little time, take a deep breath and think, oh, let me think of even one little good thing that my day was worth it. God gave me a day. Right. So, okay, let, let's mm -hmm. go back to where we are now. We're yeah. less than a month till the till judgment day, as we say. Right. Such an interesting, the first day of the seventh month, and this is the day that Adam and Eve were created and fell. But we're given, instead of thinking of it as, oh, they're punished, they're thrown out of the Garden of Eden. This, yeah. Instead, they're given an opportunity to go out into the world and reveal godly light through their efforts and strength. And through this, you actually, you only earn what you work for. Because it, we, we have this expression, it's our bread of shame, that most people... When you get a gift, do not treasure it as much as something you work for. And it's not because I'm a Republican. Because <laughs> no politics here, Bracha. <laughs> no and I'm not a Republican. I, I, I certainly lean more towards that, the, the, the uh, conventional American constitutional rule. We're in the soul business right now. Absolutely, but uh, but the I just heard Rabbi Weisberg, Isser Zalman Weisberg from Toronto explaining how the United States Constitution is one of the greatest documents ever written by man, yes. and it brings down God as the creator, and creating this kind of concept to spread out into the world through these very great um, intellectual founders who were definitely believing deeply in Hashem and in the Creator Himself. Yeah. Okay, let's go to let's go to these weeks of comfort. Right. After I mean the, the and it's very important to understand that the ninth day of this month in which all these tragic things happened after the expulsion from Spain, mm -hmm. I'm sure you can track many more incidents, but the main ones that I know uh, by heart are, was the breaking out of the First World War, which I have to trace exactly what happened. And so the second. Attack or something. And, and the second. And the second. And the, and the second. Fight, no, not exactly. I don't know if you can trace that exact date, yes. but you know when, mm -hmm. when Yamashimo Hitler went into Poland exactly. and things like that. No, but the, it's written down. Yes that the final solution to God forbid destroy our people altogether from the face of the earth that was signed on Tishbev. Yes. 
And yet, please keep in mind, when we say Tisha B'Av, we mean the ninth day of the Jewish month, Menachem Av. It's called to build comfort, and also it is not observed as a tragic holiday. It's not even observed like our Day of Atonement, where we ask forgiveness for everything. It is called a mo'et, which means a holiday. Right. So within these tragedies, one right. after the other, over all these thousands of years, we're assured that on this very day, it is going to be a great celebration, and we are already seeing the Jews having returned, the prophecies fulfilled that we return to our land, that the the land is, is, is growing and the green is back that was all turned into desert by the Greeks and the Romans. Right. We see the fulfillment of prophecies before our eyes, mm -hmm. but we also see that how on earth could this people who were hanged, destroyed, persecuted, um, uh, expelled, Right. Uh, our books burned, our books burned, our people burned. Yeah. How on earth are we here today yeah. as a Jewish people with our same basic customs? It doesn't have to do with kafilta fish. It doesn't have to do with shog or what's the name of the kind of Shabbos? Um, you mean uh, You're saying the Cholent? Hamim? Um, So, okay, so let's go back. Let's go back to a little joke there from our dear Bracha, yes. Okay, but these seven Hathoras begin, which three weeks ago, this one coming, this Shabbos will be the fourth. Correct, wow. Begin with the words, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. The words spoken through the mouth of Isaiah. Nachamu, Nachamu, in plural, comfort, comfort, speaking to us as a people. Mm -hmm. Ami, my people. Comfort, and they translate in English, comfort ye, but it's not exactly the translation. It begins with the famous, those famous words. In my own life, I started one year with a dear friend that I'm learning with over 36 years, and it was the summer. And it's 99 degrees humidity and temperature in um, mm -hmm. New York. Mm -hmm. But I walked by mile every Sabbath to go over to my learning partner, which is Chavruta, to her nice. house. Yes. Her Hebrew was really good, and she had all kinds of commentaries in her house. Mm -hmm. And I went there for seven weeks walking in that heat, yeah. and we learned through all seven. Very and for any single girls listening, by the seventh one, I got married. Wow. <laughs> listen, girls. Listen, girls. When you apply yourself 
in really wanting to uh, connect to the Almighty, He will listen to your prayers sooner than later. Mm -hmm. Yes, Brock. Well, I, 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 I didn't do that with that in mind at all. I just felt, look at this opportunity, these seven weeks of all these words of love and comfort from Hashem. And now we have begun this last of, of the four weeks before Judgment Day, so to speak, which we also celebrate with good foods and, right. and uh, wine, if you drink wine, all kinds of delicacies, and we're supposed to be joyful. And even though the prayers are very serious and we listen to the sound of the shofar, the ram's horn to, to bring us to uh, closeness to Hashem, to open our hearts, to ask forgiveness and all, even so... We do it all with happiness and assurance. God is surely going to take us back into his loving arms until 10 days after that, when we have our very last chance before the doors shut on that big book up there or the, 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 the covers of the books that shut. That's what I was taught as a kid, and I still imagine <laughs> that there's a big book up there writing down every single stupid thing I have ever done. <laughs> Or or or, or, the, or the other side that he wants to know if we still want to have us have, we sign up to see if he's still going to be our king, and which is also yes. that's and very that's important. What this month, this particular month called Elul, I am to my beloved as my beloved is to me. That this is a month known as the most opportune moment, month and time to be close to God. Not that anything is exclusive, because any time you reach out with your heart and soul to God, He will give back, and it doesn't matter what day it is or what moment it is. And I've experienced that in my own life, mm -hmm. and it's hard to to give it over, but it's quite miraculous when you realize He's been standing there the whole time, just waiting to hear from you. Yes. And yet, in this month, we give this from Kabbalah. They call they give God like a, a symbolic, allegorical. Right. Yes title of king, of king and of course he is he is the king in the sense he's the ruler and the creator and everything but in this month he's like a king comes out of his palace mm -hmm. he's not waiting for you to reach to him he's coming to you and with his hands open saying what can i give you ask me i want to fulfill it and we have this concept of our own heart and soul and mouth and mind and good intentions and all the parts of us wanting to be close to the creator, wanting to do the right thing, feeling close to what our mission is here. Each one of us with our individual mission or collective mission to be part of all the goodness that mankind can come up with. That's and That's mm -hmm. and we have this element coming from Kabbalah explaining how do we make this connection to mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. Now, um, how many times have you read an article in the Reader's Digest and this person's ship is going down or their child is in a terrible thing? Right. And finally, even though they had no idea and were not very religious or whatever, this person, uh, generally not a Jew, would say, 
God help me. And boom, he was right there and helped them. Right away. Because God was just waiting for us to wait one little step. But we have free will. We have to ask. And I remember one story where this doctor wrote, this Mm -hmm. comes back to me from the reason, this doctor who was a brain surgeon, Mm -hmm. And it was given a very small child to do this emergency surgery. I don't know if it was a tumor or an injury. And he told the parents, I do not expect that you will have back a child that you had from before this incident. Mm -hmm. But I'll I'll do what I can. But he couldn't even imagine how the Mm -hmm. child could survive the brain and all these delicate tissues could survive the kind of surgery needed to save, even to just the child to be alive. Exactly. That he should be able to talk, that he should be able to have any kind of consciousness. The doctor really did not mm-hmm. have much hope. But he went in there, and he, the worst fear is, there will be a hemorrhage in, in the brain mm-hmm. while he's working. And mm-hmm. sure enough, there was. Oh and God. sure enough, he, he took he took the sponge or whatever specific type of thing you use under mm-hmm. such a thing. And he said, I held it. He said, I held it down for hours. And this doctor said, I held this down on this area for hours. And I prayed. How beautiful. How beautiful. And then not only the child survived, he became completely well. You see? The power and, of prayer. And, so and this is from everyone, from all of us. Mm-hmm. God is here because he wants us to use all the koach, all the strengths, Correct. all the potential that we have. Right, right, right. We just have to connect. The, the word is connect. Give him the chance to be in your life. That is the most important thing. But we have to understand, we have to become humble towards him because where there is ego, he cannot live. So we have to learn how to push aside our, our wants, our desires and say, hey, I'm here. I don't, you know, I'm not perfect. But you can guide me. You can take me, uh, you know, in your car. Like I say to many of my students, we're not in the driver's seat. He's the one that is in the driver's seat. Oh, and, yes. Hashem's the driver. That's for sure. Driver. But mm-hmm. we still have to push a button. Of we course. have to do something. And we have to, exactly. And we have the responsibility. To, to push the, the car and, and be the co-pilot, right? Without a co-pilot, you cannot get to places. That's for sure. That's for sure. You know, there was, there was a Second World War movie that I loved, and that's how far back I go, folks, who's ever listening. You're talking to a great-grandmother here. Mm-hmm. And there was, I don't remember who was in it. I just remember that the plane, mm-hmm. like a Second World War type of plane with, I don't know if any of you know what a propeller is. Yeah. And he's taking off to, to go after the enemy. Mm-hmm. And on the plane, is written the words, God is my co-pilot. That's beautiful. beautiful. And I think that was the name of the movie. Oh, even. Wow. Maybe wow. you could look it up. Yeah. And and of course in in the Second World War, 
or when someone is in a war, when someone realizes they're in a crisis, that's when the deepest abilities often come out. So you're saying also that in Elu, they say that the king is in the field. So what it really means here is that if he comes to us, if he comes you have closer. to get permission to enter the palace. Exactly. He's coming to us and saying, this is the time to ask me. I want to give you everything you need to achieve and to be the person you want to be. To have all your dreams come true, your good dreams, not just that are not for yourself, they're for, they're for your family, for if it's your own dream, it's because of something good you wanted to do. That's and if, if say you paint pictures, mm -hmm. and you're not being selfish to say, I want to paint the most beautiful picture to express this and that, to share my feelings. That's not a selfish idea. That's saying, I want to take a gift God gave me to paint, and with that, with the colors and the pictures and the forms, that I open some light and inspiration in someone else's heart and mind. That's Each right. one of us has, you know, uh, has something uh, like that to do with whatever they were given to do. I mm -hmm. once went to um, a very excellent and caring and very learned rabbi mm -hmm. because when I started to be involved in the Jewish community, again after growing up in it but it had changed and expanded and i came back into the depths of the most observant community and they said to me what do you do and i said i'm a singer and they go oh a jewish woman can't sing mm. uh, it's not modest and mm. it's uh you know so if they had events they would invite them and they come and sing and, mm -hmm. uh, and yet I knew that women could sing in front of women. We can inspire each other. And mm -hmm. yet the way people thought of it, 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 it's like, it's not that they were thinking wrong or right. They were just so um, careful about modesty and things like that. And nothing wrong. But nevertheless, I felt like somebody was choking me. Right. I had so much I wanted to express and right. share. Right. I'm being told... God gave you this ability, but yeah. you're not allowed to use it. No, no, okay, no, at home, no. with, with my kids around the table, a Sabbath table, of course, we sang together. We sang together in the car. We did. It's not yeah. the same thing. And I went to this rabbi, and I said, is it really meant that I should not be using this at all? And he said, no, the opposite. Right. If God gives you a talent, right. and this is for anyone listening, who has a dream to do something, to write something, to create something, to develop something. And if he gives that to you and you feel it in your heart and soul, you have an obligation to fulfill it within the parameters of what's decent and right. Exactly. You can't, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean, oh, to get somebody's attention, I'll do something disgusting or use really bad words or, or, or you know, yeah. I can use it in a godly way. Yeah. And the rabbi said to me, if you don't use it, it's like throwing water in God's face. Oh, boy. That's oh, yeah, well, it's true because... Meant, he, I don't think he meant clean water. It meant, <laughs> who cares you gave me this? I don't care about it. Yeah. But, of yeah. course, most of, most of us, if you have a talent, your dream that you could write a song or paint a picture or, or, or 
or developed this great new software in this right. day and age is all kinds of creative right. Right. things going on in communication and right. and in right. understanding the world. So I'm out there, I'm here saying God is looking, not only does he want you to be close, and we have this concept of this is the month where God actually reaches out to us from above and says, tell me, I'll give it to you, but you have to tell me, you have to touch your own heart and soul. It's a relationship from above to a below, which is a Hasidic concept called Isalusa de la Ela, the arousal from above, Isalusa de la Tata, um, it, it arousal from so below. This is our two-way street with God. Right. And now I finally understood from the Tanya I learned this week with my Arusa. Yeah. I thought, well, of course, God is waiting to hear from us. But since we didn't create ourselves and we don't keep this world going like God does, how is it that the arousal from below is the most important thing, from us to him? Because it's impossible unless God somehow awakens something in us to reach out. Mm-hmm. And now I saw the mashal from yeah. the Alter Rebbe, the founder of Chabad, and it's compared to planting a seed in the soil, mm-hmm. which the seed mm-hmm. is only the potential. Right. The seed is a potential beautiful. that it could be this beautiful plant mm-hmm. or fruit or it could be a beautiful tree. Mm-hmm. But first, the koach in the soil itself, and this is only an allegory, yes. this koach, like if your soil needs the magnesium the and potassium mm-hmm. and all, mm-hmm. and that uh, material in the soil mm-hmm. gives the possibility for the seed to sprout. And when it sprouts, generally mm-hmm. the outer crust of the seed um, decays. It has to decay. This green, yes, it has to decay, but out sprouts what, what he calls this uh, spike. But I don't think that's a great translation. I think it's a, a green. Did you ever see when a seed begins to sprout, you have this wonderful green Right, when the sprouting, right, it, it, it first looks very not, not nice, and then you see this little beautiful, little, uh, you know, little baby, uh, you know, leaf or, or, or grain or fruit coming out from there, which is beautiful, yes. Yeah, the fruit has to come later, but first, first is that green spike, that potential, right. that reaching up. Right. And of course, we're speaking, we're not talking, uh, we're talking here in allegory. Correct. But I see now, I understand. God gives us the soil. We can plant the seed, we can water it. So, of course, without God giving us all that, we can't reach out. It's nothing that we create entirely ourselves. But He doesn't do it for us. We have to plant it, water it. And, um, and reach out with our heart and soul. Beautiful, and that's beautiful. what this time is for. Very and what beautiful. all of you are longing for, besides your own mission to be fulfilled, or your own dreams to begin to sprout and come true. Very but we are beautiful. all looking for peace and harmony right. and love to be revealed in the world. Not all this uh, put-down stuff yes. and, and hating someone because they don't agree with you and things that have become lately in the world like a source of um, 
Yeah, like Sodom and Gomorrah. We just have to avoid that. And and, and I was listening that the more we turn off all these, you know, all these ugly comments, all this news and all this, and we spend more time finding, uh, you know, the the relationship with Hashem, you'll be much more in, you know, in peace and uh and not and not in fear because when you have fear every you attract is you're like an antenna you attract every little thing the fear, right. The right. fear covers up yeah all and, this potential that that is what is being used i'm glad so right. glad you brought that out yes. it's so important yes. what's being used now to turn off our trust and faith and love with god is this fear that mm-hmm. makes us listen to ideas and foolishness that um that we're not basing our life on our relationship to God, we're afraid to go Makes to a sense. synagogue. We're afraid to go out in the street, even to talk to a friend. You know, that this fear thing, driving wedges between people. So, I mean, my point of view is I can't convince any people anymore about, why don't you listen to this uh, scientific uh, information? Or they don't want to listen or they don't understand it. But then it's still, it's fear, not fear of God. But fear of what people telling you who are going to make millions and billions of dollars out of a virus that now has only the chance of hurting 0.0003 yeah. of okay. anyone who gets it. Okay, so we'll leave it at that because, that you know, that. Yes. I'm sorry, babe. It sounds like no, no, politics. No. Okay, no but politics I'll, I'll here. Can I end with two, two little quick things? Yes, please. The Baal Shem Tov, the founder of the Hasidic movement. Yes. What was his point in being told to the, to reveal all these deep truths of the Torah? Is to say how important every single Jew is, every single person is, how much God loves us, and not we are not expected to be uh, Einstein. We're expected to be who we are in a loving way. But his parents passed away when he was five or six years old. Correct. They were very old when he was born. And his father called this little boy to his bedside. And he gave this little boy, who later was revealed as the Baal Shem Tov and changed the whole Jewish complexion of the world. It didn't change the Torah, but it brought out the Torah to bring us together. Nevertheless, okay, his father calls him to his bedside and said, I have just one thing that I want you always to remember. Don't be afraid of any man. Only be afraid of Hashem. Now, afraid, we already talk about the fear. We're not just talking about fear that God has the power to uh, keep his eye on us and and see that we behave. We're talking about awe of our creator and what we want to do to be close to him and serve him. And that's the opportunity now is reach up, water the seed, plant the seed, water it with your good heart, your good attention, one little good deed. Um, giving of charity is the deepest um, importance of, in this uh, uh, yes. uh, element of power. It's the most powerful um, 
is called a commandment in the yes. Torah is giving. And it's not only money, it could be kindness, it could be uh, comfort. There's always of giving to another. It's not just money. But giving from your own money, even the smallest coin, what you yes. can afford, mm -hmm. is actually giving back to God what he gave you. And this is why it's considered so great that you're, you're saying, I know nothing really belongs to me. Everything belongs to God. Exactly. So this was a Balshemto, a little five, six-year-old boy, who was then taken care of by the community till he got a little older. Then he got a job, which was to take little children to school. Mm -hmm. And one day he was taking the little children to their Jewish school, and a wolf actually came from a forest or something. And here he was with these little children, mm -hmm. and he was a little nine-year-old boy. But somehow, the power of his soul, he stared at that wolf who ran so fast away. Mm -hmm. And that's a famous story. Also, there's some great rabbis who said, if only I could love and kiss the Torah with the way the Baal Shem Tov loved and kissed every Jewish child that he brought to school. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, Bracha, thank you very much. Our time is up. And whoever is interested in having some comments, please uh, write to us. We really encourage you to write to us in Girls Must Talk with Mrs. Gertz777 at gmail.com. And Braha would be Beautiful. happy to re return any any questions that you might might have. And we wish everybody... And, 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 and Shoshana, <laughs> and can I just say I wish everybody, yes. I hope we'll meet again before the new year, but for we're sure. supposed to be already wishing everybody to be written and sealed for a good and sweet year. and blessed new year for everyone Ever. and for the whole world. Thank you. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. It should be for all the world and we should see peace and true revelation of Hashem. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bracha.